0: Podcast hosted by Nikki Dare is your home for education to safety and survival, leadership and inspiration, integrity, diversity, adaptation, resilience, and empowerment. Ms. Dare's personal mission is to help you encounter your purpose by unlocking your inherent potential and finding joy in the journey. And now, here's your lovely host, Ms. Nikki Dare.
1: good to see you guys here again uh, listening to another podcast and this is a little bit different than usual you know podcast and I'm going to share with you my latest book not actually latest but it has been published sometimes in the early part this year 2022 It's called Crisis and Emergency Management is the latest book in D.A.R.E.'s Safety and Survival Series. I'd like to share this, uh, a portion, if not all. I'm not going to give it all, the information. But I want to share with you some of these things and uh, crisis and emergency and survival food prep. I think it's only timely that we want to, you know, collaborate and listen and share experiences, especially live experiences, if we had gone through this before. And going back to this book, this book provides tips on how to deal with natural disasters as a leader, entrepreneur such as yourself, and small business owner, right? What to do when you lose a key member of your staff, uh, including yourself, how to prepare your business for any disaster. Um, I touched on this before many, many times, I think, in my um, you know, like in my workshop and everything, I'm not quite sure if I really uh, you know, went to details or elaborate in a podcast episode yet, but this is a, you know, an episode, special episode that I want to discuss briefly, if not all, <laughs> because we only have about, um, I don't want to go over an hour today, but uh, on this broadcast, in this episode, I certainly would like to continue on speaking about it after I, you know, get feedback from you guys, you know, what you guys think about this. Uh, it's a safety and survival episode, and, you know, uh, sharing this kind of book is really kind of pertinent, um, so I, I, I want to do that. On this episode, okay. A disaster recovery plan is really, really a tool that can help all of us survive and also help all of us prepare and thrive during natural disasters um, as well as the man made disasters, right? Uh, this particular book is already on Amazon and Kindle, if I'm not mistaken, in that format. A very affordable price, of course, maybe even <laughs> one venti pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> to celebrate the season now. I know that they, they come out very early this season, this year. But gosh, I'm comparing, um, if you want to compare this to the massive value that you will extract from those tips that I've included in it, you know, in that book, in that ebook. book uh, Shame on you for not grabbing a copy. Oh, God, I sounded like a sales pitch. Like, good good, good gracious, Nikki. All right, you're not know sales stuff, Nikki. All right, bonjour, guys. Selamat pagi. Selamat siang. Selamat malam. Buenos dias. buenas tardes. Buenas noches ustedes para acabar Como estan ustedes? Como alle As we said in France, Nikki Dare here, good to be in the presence of you today once again. Uh, this week's podcast is about safety and survival, considering too many things out there. We are well, the entire world, I guess I should say, is experiencing currently. Can help myself here to share my purpose. It's just that on safety and survival, uh, many of you, if you are listening to my voice, you said, "Yeah, Nikki Dare." That's one one word about her to describe her. Yeah, been advocating in the real life, speak about this in front of hundreds, if not thousands of people on real stages, uh, at mitigation lectures and workshops to different communities that I have served uh, for the last, I, I want to say over two decades, Well, I'm in a corporate world too, I've been volunteering myself and doing just this, just here in the homeland, uh, as well as outside the US, as much as I possibly can, if I can get invited to speak about this real topic, then I would uh, i would do that, you know, I would fly out <laughs> For example, you know, in the homeland as much as I can when my time permits and schedule of course. But guys please do check out my work and also the books that I had put together. I mean, certainly a guide for all of us based on life experiences uh, in how staying safe and seeking ways to sustainable life, obviously, um, is after a series of safety survival workshops. And later on, I put together an ebook driven from those workshops called, I believe, was uh, produced finally in 20, I want to say 2013, 2014. It's called Safety and Survival Personal Preparedness Assessment Guidebook. I, I, so I thought later on I'm putting a series of this book and there is a part two on the safety survival personal preparing assessment guidebook I mean with with the goal that I'd like to have you know to each one of you to have that book um, on your daily as a daily habit daily you know deploying it as a daily habit and um, routines right uh, and staying conditioned yellow I call it and that's the biggest takeaway after you have that book after you read that book completed the book it's really uh, I think 115 pages long or something like that on that first book but this book Crisis and Emergency Management contains powerful tips on how to deal with natural disasters as a leader um, entrepreneur and also small business owners such as yourself or you know you're a leader in your industry and entrepreneur uh, aspiring entrepreneur just wanting to become uh, this is something that perhaps you want to grab a copy uh, because it also discusses you know what to do if you lose somebody in your, in your team Right. Uh, A member of your staff and, you know, tips that dealing with natural disasters, uh, what to do and, you know, how to handle those difficult situations, perhaps emergency situations that come up when disaster strikes or even after, because I speak a lot about the pre-planning, right, the preparedness part of it. Uh, which is which is very critical, guys. You know, I you know, the, the, the our organizations are are gonna be there: Red Cross, FEMA, and all of these guys, right? Professionals that's going to help you help all of us after disasters. But you know, we need to talk about the preparedness side of it. Um, but I want to dive in uh, in this particular book, right? Ebook, uh, crisis in emergency management, and also I want to include the survival food prep. I, mean, I think that's important, and I, I'm gonna. I'm going to continue on with this episode and talk about other things, and I'm going to announce that to you after we cover this. But the first few chapters, I should say, in the ebook Pitfalls to Avoid When Managing a Crisis, right, in your organization, your business, coping with the natural disasters as a business owner. uh, And there are tips to set up your disaster recovery plan. God, this is so critical, guys. Um, I'm going to share seven tips, but I'm not going to cover like, all in details, but I'm just going to gloss over it a little bit because it gets really, really elaborate on that. But DRP or disaster recovery plan is synonym to um, BCP, which is business continuity plan. Uh, a lot of company organization that I have, you know, that I have helped and consulted to, uh, they always ask me one commonly asked question is that, hey, Nikki, is the uh, DRP or DRM, disaster recovery management or plan, um, do we have to have both or do we just have to have one? Short answer that I always answer them, both. Yes, absolutely. It's important to have both. And, you know, because when you have disaster recovery plan and business continuity plan, there are two different things, but one aim, right? One goal is to continue your supply chain, basically, like right? At the end of the day, you know, you want to continue your, um, uh, your, your supply chain, your the organization keep going, keep continuing, right? You, you you will not have a healthy organization or healthy business if you know you wanna you you know you don't have the business continuity, the business continuity, uh, also ensure that technology, the technical part of it. Disaster recovery plan is all for the, uh, the other, you know, organizational uh, function. You know, if I go really detail on this, you guys are going to get really uh, understand what I'm saying. Uh, that is your human resources, the HR, that is your marketing, that is your sales, that is your, the non-technical, the non-IT information technology, basically. The business continuity plan handles that. So there's going to be... um. Also, in addition to what I just said, tips to tackle negative customer feedback. Oh, God, do we all need this, right, to hear it? And prevention is better than cure. That is a great quote there. So let's go dive in. Pitfalls avoid managing a crisis. If your business has a crisis of any, any, any type, right, the reason why it's hard to getting through is usually due to What? You got it. Lack of planning. Uh, There's a quote, and I'm going to share it to you. I I love that quote by uh, Dwight Eisenhower. But as your business grows, there will be many, many situations that can put you at risk, from a bad review to technology failures and and much, much more. Um, Like I said, I mean, there is a quote by Eisenhower. I I, I don't know on top of my my head right now, but I know it, it sinks through about yeah. About planning and preparedness. Basically, if you're um, planning something and you're not, you know, you, you, uh, and then when the, when the time of crisis, like, right, you know, shit happens, right? <laughs> like I talked to, I talked about in my last episode. I mean, shit hits a fan. Everything goes out of the windows or whatever it takes. It's really the marine mentality, right? But that is your training. That is your preparedness mentality. Plans are useless, but planning is essential. That's what he said. And that is the best, best quote that I can offer you, that I can share with you, um, you know, with, with what I'm, you know, train of thought of what I'm, what I'm saying here, especially on this book. Uh, he's, he's, you know, what he's saying is that in preparing for a battle, I always found that plans are useless, useless but uh, planning is indispensable. Uh, you know, you, you gotta have to know how to prepare because because you know you you can do all the plans you know you can do all the plans but really, uh, is the training is the um, is is the planning is the training and the planning is everything you know this is Eisenhower who is leading the uh, the war basically with that thought process you know a long long time ago of course plans are worthless but planning is everything there's a very very great distinction because when you're planning for an emergency you must start with this. War. One thing, the very definition of emergency, the urgency of the emergency is that it is unexpected, is unplanned, is not, you know, it's going to be unprecedented, right? Challenging challenges. I mean, therefore, if it's is it's not going to happen the way you are planning, you know, you gotta have to set that mentality in your mind, right? The details of a plan which was designed so many years in advance are often incorrect. But the planning process demands a thorough exploration of the options. Plan B, Plan C, Plan D, you guys, you know I love this kind of stuff, right? And contingencies, right? The knowledge gained during this probing is crucial to the selection of the any appropriate actions. Um, as future events unfold. And that's why it's so important, uh, even my teaching style, right? It's not just a monologue. It's not just, a, I tell you what to do and this is what you must do. No, I mean, you gotta have to simulate this. Simulate the way, um, you know, the scenarios, the different scenari- scenarios, like, you know, what if, sort of contingency happen, then what are you going to do? What are the solutions? So it does, it's not a custom, um, I mean, it's not a cookie cutter, but rather it's a custom, customized uh, planning contingency. So as many as you can produce or develop contingency or develop the plans outside just like one size fits all kind of thing is BS basically, right? And that's exactly what it means, you know, Um, you know, uh, this is what he said about, about the planning versus the, uh, the uh, uh, what do you call this, um, planning, I'm sorry, plans are worthless, but planning is really everything, God, I can't get my word out, okay, getting back to the uh, the program here, pitfalls to avoid managing a crisis, and hopefully that resonate with you, what I just shared with you, but here's some common common mistakes you want to avoid no crisis plan in place i just said that right the first first thing any business owner should have is a plan for any crisis that can happen again the what if flowchart of what not flowchart but scenarios guys you know you and your organization and your task force team your emergency task force team should draw this out and plan it out. Like, what if this happened in my warehouse? You know, what if this happened in the uh, in the environment that we're in? What if this happened in our other location? What if this happen if you know this happened? You know, all of these things have to be uh, simu- not just simulated, but also drawn out and then thought about. Right, whether it's ensuring you have backups in the case of server crash, right? We're talking about technical now. Server crash or insurance in the case of an act of God, or plan in the place of PR in the event of social crisis. All of it can ensure that your business and you make it through the intact. Again, the goal of all of this is to ensure that you have a continued flow of your supply chain. But a lot of times you cannot stop that. That's a caveat, by the way, right? But we can certainly minimize and reduce the risk of that to happen. Happen. so coping with natural disasters business owners a small business owner it is imperative to give some thought to the types of natural disaster you may be subjected to depending on where you you know your business is where you reside and how that may affect your business your customers ability to use your solutions and communicate with you I mean many of these are very um, you know non virtual now these days everything is like mostly virtual like business landscape uh, and also everything is online uh, but what does it mean to your business so if you're listening and then this pertains to you then Awesome. If you if you're listening and this doesn't pertain to you, uh, but I'm gonna try to cover in both sides, obviously, virtual and non virtual, right? But some of the things that you may have to deal with and think about are your what, you know, your prone kind of natural disaster, type of natural disasters that may affect your region, right? Where you are, where you live, where your organization is. If you have multiple locations, for example, right? Flooding, hurricanes, fires, weather issues, earthquakes, right? Yay, California. You could be dealing with many problems as a result of any of these natural disasters. Um, here are some scenarios with suggestions on how to deal with them. Okay, For example, I have no electricity power outage. I have a backup generator. I will go to the local coffee shop. I can evacuate to my friend's house. See, these are some of the thinking of the survival mindset, right? And then uh, the next scenario, right, and how you deal with them. I must evacuate my area. Boy, do we know that. I mean, you know, I myself have experienced that, right? If you have a flood, if you have, um, you know, wildfires, you know, here in California, Southern California is very well known, famous for that. So how to deal with it? I will evacuate to my colleague's house by plane. If you know how to do that, right? That's kind of like extreme. I will use my fifth wheel to get out of town to a safe place. That's a good one, guys. Like if you have a fifth wheel, if you have this camper, Go right at it, you know. If you can, here's another thing too. I want to just mention this really out loud. I know that I say this over and over and over again. Do it right now if you haven't done so. Please, get a map where you live, where your your business is. Get know your surrounding. Know your alternative backup plans, you know map roads and side roads and things like that you know five mile radius ten mile radius twenty five mile radius you know know all your uh, side road back roads and things like that alternative routes that is so important. nobody tells you that now i 'm telling you, so I must evacuate my area, okay, how to deal with it, get your fifth wheel if you have one if you don 't have one, well, I mean you know get your dirt bike. <laughs> get your motorcycle, get your second, you know, all of these things have to be really a smart planning, pre planning in your head, you're in survival mode, you have to have that survival mentality. Next one, my server burnt up. I I have tons of these examples, by by the way, scenarios and all of this. So the solution, I have a backup server, so it's all going to be okay, as soon as we enter the right information, or it's automatic, so it's not going to be an issue. Thank goodness for technology these days, right? But you got to have to have that cloud server, that, you know, backup after the cloud, multiple cloud servers, cloud uh, storages and things like that. You know, money, money is going to be, uh, you know, it, it's not an issue because this will, the investment that you have to be willing to pay, right? Because this is all about your business. My computer is damaged in a storm. That's another thing. Well, I have insurance so I can buy a replacement right away. I back up everything in the cloud. Again, cloud service, cloud storages, make it multiple. I cannot do business for two or three weeks. Oh, what a bummer. Well, I have savings and insurance that will help me. I have processes in place that will allow someone else to service my customers, my clients. Yeah, you got to have to have this survival and you know uh, survival mindset mentality. This this one is really um, kind of common, you know, uh, here, especially in South, in Southern California, it's pretty common. And I hear it from my um, colleagues as well. Unfortunately, you know, very sad um, incidents that took place um, pretty much seasonal and yearly. So we got to have to reduce the risk. You got to have to, to know how to reduce and minimize the risk, right? It happens, it happens. We're not, you know, uh, this act of God, you know, uh, a lot of times this is somebody is an arson unfortunately but when we cannot control that had to happen almost everything in a fire so the deal is that i have insurance i would pay for everything but you gotta have to check your insurance coverage you gotta have to call them directly don't take anybody else's words for it right you gotta have to look at your own insurance coverage and you gotta have to contact your insurance uh, agent uh if it if it does in fact cover the fire, right? And I have savings that enable me to purchase backups. That's why emergency savings, I don't care who tells you what, you got to have it for this kind of Um, tragic incidents, you know, tragic um, situations, emergency situation. Just know what type of insurance you have, as well as the humans that can help you. It's so very critical, guys. Unless you've been there, you know exactly what I'm saying. And then, um, you know, unfortunately, people will not pay attention until it does happen to them. And then, you know, they they say, oh, it's not going to happen to me. Eradicate the mentality. It will never happen, you know. Um, If it does happen, then it's going to be costly. So why not learn it now and then learn from other people's you know um adversities unfortunately and you know it can become your you know it can become um the survival guide for you and you know that can help you by keeping the phone numbers handy as well keep those phone numbers handy all of the uh, the insurance you know anything that pertaining to insurance coverages make it even better by having redundant backup systems for your technology that that really enable you to keep on going when it's needed um I am the redundancy girl. Everybody knows me that. Backup plan B, C, D, E, F, G. I don't know until Z yet, but numerous, multiple already. <laughs> Understand that the main thing that is going to protect you and your business is pre-planning. Boy, is not the truth. Pre-planning. Consider the types of natural disasters that you may need to deal with. You got to have to learn this, guys. What is it? You know, I do have a nonprofit called iDareCares.org. That is the, uh, the, uh, the, the website. Uh, I don't know if my team, I know the old website has the uh, download for the emergency preparedness checklist. Uh, download it for free. Uh, it doesn't hurt you at all to look at th- to look at through, to eyeball all of that. You know, to perhaps download also the 20 Weeks Preparedness Guide for Shopping Items. Uh, And then don't forget to also give us, you know, give them, my team, the uh, return, the exchange to support the uh, Amazon Smile. What it is, is that when you go to Amazon Smile, you uh, register our, you know, the NLP. NPO, non-profit organization that you want to support and you want to donate your purchases from your Amazon shopping to IDARE. And then that's the way to uh, support us, to uh, support our grassroots efforts. You know, it doesn't cost you anything. It's zero to what it is that Amazon will give return to donate to the selected NPO, the nonprofit, profit whatever, whatever that you select. And our nonprofit is definitely is in there uh, on Amazon Smile. And then, you know, Every penny helps. They they donate like 0.05 percent. Every penny helps, and we what we do with the proceeds is to give back to the community directly to the people who are, you know, in prone for all of these things, disasters in our town or outside, uh, regional, and nationally, and we work together with Red Cross as well, and also FEMA Region Nine. So all of these things are really ecosystem for us to help others uh, in need, for educating, um, you know, to stay prepared basically. So yeah, guys, uh, check us out. Idea org and you know uh, pre-planning is all what we're, we're about you know we're, we're not doing the post-planning which is already Red Cross and FEMA doing that and many other great organizations are doing that um, our, our priority our goal is to save lives and you know we educate families, communities and you know uh, just, just anybody in general really to stay prepared in case of emergency uh, disasters of you know man made or natural so yeah I really want to thank you in advance if you're listening and you just caught on to my voice right now, uh, you know, asking for support for IdeaCares.org Please do that and go take a look at what they're doing. And you know, they've been around since 2012, I believe. 20, you know, before that, but 2012 became a um, um, a license or you know, registered nonprofit 501c3. So yeah, doing a lot of grassroots work, doing a lot of great work, and I'm I'm very proud of my team. So I really appreciate you guys if you're listening and you're supporting this, and go to Amazon Smile support what they're doing uh, by selecting our charity, our NPO, nonprofit org, um, you know, to your Amazon shopping, shop your emergency items there. And, you know, uh, I believe there is a 1 million smile that we want to aim till 2023. Hopefully they can, you know, they can achieve that. Uh, And then together we make it happen. All right, guys, thank you so much. Consider the types of natural disasters you may need to deal with as a a business owner. Don't discount environmental disasters also. You know, the the oil spills, that's a big one when uh, BNP, you know, petroleum, British petroleum had gone through the Gulf um, Coast, coast of the Gulf, um, you know, spill all of that and still... Really affecting the environment and then people a lot of people uh, around that uh, environment, right? So affect people just like natural disasters, since really usually so sudden and it's still affecting not just the environment of people but the environment and also the uh, the sea, the ocean. Uh, well, you know, I can't go on and on. in that it's just you know, I I made also a um, for the BNP oil spill gap. Um, uh, that, that incident, the tragic happened there. I, I made a uh, case study for it. You know, every time when I do my mitigation lecture, I go back to it and, you know, what what is it that we can learn from it, from that, um, you know, incident for the emergency situation where the oil, oil spill. And then, you know, we, we can grab a lot, of extract a lot of uh, great tips um, of preparation in that. All right, so next is, is seven tips to set up your disaster recovery plan. Like I said, I don't want to give it all, give it away, but... Uh, you know when people ask me this do do i need that my organization absolutely the short sure answer is yes you know no matter how small your business is if you have plan in place you'll come out of any type of disaster a lot better than if you don't make plans yeah that's just rule of thumb in business 101. like i said i'm not going to uh cover the seven seven tips um you know because they're they're all in the ebook there and I don't want to give it all away but yeah the short answer is yes you must have that and learn how to how to develop one for your business even how small your business is, you got to have to have that to fall back. All uh, right. The next one is uh, tips to tackle negative customer feedback. Yeah, we love this. The truth is that if you're doing a lot of business, someday someone will provide negative or poor feedback to you. Just, you know, how, how, how much level is that, right? It's bound to happen. In fact, if it never happens, you may be, you may not be reaching this. Many people, as you can with your solutions. And this is the same way it goes with your success. Someone's going to hate you. <laughs> same same category, you guys, same category. So even though that it hurts to get poor feedback, it's what I call is constructive comments. It's not a poor feedback, constructive comments. It can actually help your business grow. And then, you know, we as a leader, we Convert all of that stuff into a conversation where your feedback, a cust- your customer's feedback, is really truly a gift, and I believe that. And there's a whole lot of conversation in that arena. Um, just I want to just share that with you, and hopefully that I you know can resonate my. Uh, you know, my message with you in this, in this kind of regard that, you know, when you have negative customer feedback, no worries. I mean, that's part of the process of growing your business, right? And that's also part of the process of growing you, you know, as a leader, and then kind of like look into from the bird's eye view and say, okay, I've got constructive comments, and I'm going to convert that because that's a gift that your organization can can relate to, and then say, I can actually help your business. I can actually help my business, you know, uh, business grow uh, to the to You know how sustainability should be, right? To Sustainable business. Next one is prevention is better than cure. Yes, yes. More than likely, you may never deal with a crisis in your business, right? However, it's always better be to be. Be prepared than having to deal with a crisis or no thought or no idea of how to do it. Isn't that the truth, right? It may seem like a negative to think about this before it happens, but you will be glad you did because it will make overcoming the crisis much easier and more likely. It's called the mentality of just being prepared. Not paranoid, but staying prepared, right? Being prepared. There's no, no such thing that people say over be, being over prepared there's no such thing no such thing. So yeah, get on that that uh, that mode. Make a list of potential crisis. Oh boy, this is so important. I'm going to give you a, uh, a little assignment there. After you listen to this, make a list of potential crisis. For each business owner, this will be slightly different than the other of your friend. If you have a home business, you may want to include any type of crisis that would affect your ability to do business even if it's not business related. This is so important. Create response to Templates for each, uh, for each you know uh, scenario or each issue. Now that you know the type of crisis, that a matter of fact, your business take the time to create a response template for each issue or scenario. You may be able to locate templates on your, um, you know, your, your your Microsoft Docs or you know whatever it is Word or Excel spreadsheet to help give you some ideas about it. Mainly, you want to go through what to do for every single element of each crisis, from the PR to physically fixing the equipment, whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, you gotta have to have this uh, the scenario. And then how to do it, you know, make it a template, right? And then make it all as many as you can. The next one is really uh, is really critical, also inventory inventory your assets, right? Inventory, take inventory your assets. Um, this is so important. If you don't even know what you have, it'll be hard to replace it if disaster strikes, right? Take pictures of your assets and create an online inventory of everything it takes to run your business, you know, from software to physical equipment like smartphones, laptops, printers, what have you. Whatever you have, you'll want to note with a picture, a description, a copy of the purchase receipts. This also is a good. This is also really smart for insurance purposes. Think about that for a second. So, but this is just to Calm to have a peace of mind for your business. Like, hey, take inventory of your asset. You won't know what you have until you 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 know you, you don't know what 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 to replace it if disaster strikes. You know you, you go to your claim uh, for insurance purposes and you go, uh, um, I don't know. I mean, you cannot you cannot do that to your insurance. Right? It's like, what do you have, sir? <laughs> what do you have, ma'am? <laughs> So take pictures of your asset and create an online inventory of everything that you have that takes to run your business, right? From anything, from software to physical equipment to anything, your printers, laptops, smartphones, um, a lot of printers, <laughs> your, your, your desktops, everything, whatever you'll have to note with a picture and also short description and a copy of purchase items if you have those still, right? And keep all of your stakeholders informed. Know exactly what your plans are for communicating with your stakeholders, whether they are investors, whether they're customers, clients, or they work with you. Know how you keep the lines of communication open should a crisis happen, right? Remember PR, Right? Don't forget that continuing to promote your business positively positively during crisis is really imperative in order to be able to overcome it with the business still intact. Um, you want to stay relevant. You want to stay current. Right? Don't stop your usual promotion unless you need to do you know, some finances right? to do finances when something happens. And stay transparent. You know, staying transparent is really critical too, especially when you're a big company. Whether you're talking to the press, your customers, a client posting on social media about the crisis, be sure to always stay open, uh, be honest and transparent, whoever you're... uh, you know, publicity or whoever your PR person, whoever your spokesperson, your company, even the appearance of stonewalling can be a PR nightmare for a small business Or I have so many examples of this, how, you know, sometimes a bad PR can turn to a good PR and then make it like a uh, really fun, but yeah, another story, another day. <laughs> Create backups of everything, whether it is software, data, or website, whatever you use for your business needs to say backed up, you'll want to have redundant backups of everything so that if one method goes down, you have the other. And then also create a vendor response list. One document... That is important to know how to contact everyone who works with you, especially vendors. For example, do you know how to call your payment processors if you do not have an access to your computer? Or even your cell phone, you go crazy, right? Directly. <laughs> you go like, oh my God! Then you call your assistant and say, well, your assistant should call that. And your assistant will call, call you, do you have a number? No. <laughs> So can you sign in from any computer, from anywhere to get a list of your vendor account information so far so you can deal with it? I don't know. That's your answer to that's your your deal right there. So you got to have to prepare yourself. All right. Um, The last one is really good. Give power of attorney to the right people. Yes, write, written it down to, you know, like um, the hard copy. And, and you know, I, this is so important, the POA, power of attorney. What happens to your business and the people you work with if you're not available or, uh, you know, whatever reason, right? Is there someone that you can give POA? This is so important, Um I have to include this, in, in, insert this to this today's podcast because it just happened to my son. My son is in the hospital, right, for over a certain time. And then, you know, of course, accessing to, you know, you know the sensitive matter po- uh, uh, subject like money and things like that, right? All of those banks, all of those investments, um, companies will ask for POA, like power of attorney or, you know, authorization, right? And this is... Uh, same kind of application also with companies, right? With, with company to company, company to employees and stuff. Uh, giving the POA to the right people, the right team, the right um, you know people that you trust that can work for your bene- business benefits. If you're not available to the crisis, are you prepared for that? Right? You gotta have to think about this. Crisis preparation is really key. Take the time to get the information together that you would need. Is something you know something like emergency like this happen? that way you will ready to take on the platform or the problem from day one instead of trying to invent a way at the last minute for dealing with it right whether the crisis is one of the PR or one of the natural disaster with planning you can ensure that you come through it flying colors I mean this is something that you know caveat to this of course you know you gotta prepare 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 you know planning it planning it like I said you know um, really all of this plans are useless but planning it is indispensable like I said I mean you know all of these things really preparation preparation crisis preparation is really key Uh, but then you know when it times the preparation that you can get all of this uh, planning uh, in the right order but yeah you guys thank you so much for that portion but I I want to include also as I promised a survival foot kits to give you a peace of mind because I want to drive it back to the home front um I've received a few of emails and asking me is like hey you know Nikki do you have uh, I have a power adage do you, do you have some sort of tips uh what to do you know um you know, what to do with the food, the perishable items that I have at home when the power outage is more than two three days. Because we talk about this in, during the community events and things like that. But, you know, I just want to include this in my podcast today uh, while we're talking about crisis and emergency. Uh, during a power outage, food can become scarce very, very quickly. If you're listening to this and you are a restaurant owner, uh, just pay attention, right? I mean, the salads Uh, if you don't have a backup generator and things like that, and you're small you know, small restaurant owners, uh, bless your heart. But, you know, all of these things are going to go bad, right? More than what, how many hours are you talking about? Everything has to be, you know, met the qualification. I know this for a fact because I was in a country um, to be a second in Cabo. And then, you know, the guy just opened up, he and his wife just opened up a small, you know, restaurants across the street where the popular famous restaurants was, right? And I'm not going to give out names uh, just for obvious reason. Uh, the, the the famous, uh, uh, what do you call this, restaurant went on business, you know, supply chain still going and flowing and all of this stuff. But, you know, unfortunately, the moms and pops, you know, that just opened, like I'm talking about two months earlier before the power outage uh, uh, occurred, uh, I think it was a day or two days, 48 hours, something or something like that. But he had really stale because he, he just, you know, he just uh, stocked up on the inventory of his food, right? Because of all of this, uh, you know, uh, opening, you know, grand opening and things like that, promotion stuff and everything. So I so happened went into there when it, when it just like a day or two days happened. And I go like, oh, my gosh, you know, yeah. And he, he was telling me everything we had gone through his pain basically yeah we had to throw away a lot of stuff we bought so much we uh, invested so much in, in his food uh, luckily we got uh, a good turnout because across the, the street you know people were um, you know uh, uh, nice enough to take a you know take a sit down and then you know, try our food you know the next day whatever it was right so he was like building from there but then overall it was really hurting his business Um, sooner or later he did shut down his business, by the way, because he didn't survive from all of this, um, you know, competition also. And then also just lack of marketing, lack of just publicity and things like that. But, you know, more so in the, in the power outage experience, um, you know, bless his heart and his wife, because they had a very good food, but it wasn't, it wasn't really enough or strong enough to sustain his business after a while. And that food that he had, the refrigerator food, went bad, basically. So my, my, my takeaway on that is like, you know, during a power outage, food can become scarce very quickly uh, at the home front or at, you know, at the restaurant, at the business that you're, 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 you're in. But if you don't get the grocery store on time, the shelf can be wiped clean and the refrigerated foods will go bad as well. So in case of emergency, you should keep some survival food kits around your house all right that's a must, that can keep you and your family sustained through as many as you need without power. Now, Food kits are different from non-perishable foods that you would typically uh, find. Well these kits don't go bad either. They're things that you'd actually normally have as complete meals ranging from pasta dishes to oatmeal, uh, flavored rice, pancakes and more. The kits are very well sealed so your food can last over 20 years. Okay, uh, again, you, you can, you know, you can shop all of this. Uh, I know I sound like I promote Amazon because, uh, you know, my nonprofit, org, really, uh, you know, partner with them. Uh, we encourage you guys. You know, we're not asking for donation. Uh, we're really encouraging you guys to stay prepared and then have all of your emergency items shop your emergency items through Amazon. Uh, Smile. And then, you know, set up to... The way you register yourself to donate or to support rather uh, our non-profit idea cares through Amazon Smile. Uh, what it is that Amazon would um, take 0.05% of your all of your purchase after you purchase your emergency items off the Amazon Smile, whatever, you go shopping there too, as regular you do, you would. Um, and then they would give us uh, 0.05. And then we get that proceed every quarter. And then, you know, we turn it back and convert that proceed again to get more, you know, like, Emergency backpacks and stuff like that for all the survive, survivors and families that in undeserved, you know, uh, communities here, uh, in our communities, local and regional, and national, and we work together with Red Cross. We work together with uh, you know other organization, other organization, nonprofit organizations such as um, neighboring emergencies councils and all of these people that we that we collaborate for many many years together. Uh, that our job is really on the ground. Helping directly to people who are in need and grassroots, really grassroots, guys. I mean, you know. Um, so yeah, I want to thank you in advance if you are doing that. If you're supporting iDareCare.s.org through Amazon Smile, really, truly appreciate that. Again, that program is Amazon Smile. You can Google it. Um, you know, we're we're very grateful for Jeff Bezos or whoever the Amazon decided to give to nonprofit selected uh, during your. You know during your uh, shopping with Amazon uh, to give us a point zero five percent you know everybody counts all right <laughs> but yeah going back to the kits, of food kits are very well sealed and so if you cook, your food can actually last over 20 years uh, you won't have to constantly replace it every so often one of the things that you want to look for on this food supply buckets and containers is how many people it serves and for how long it all depends on of Obviously, your family size, household size, and also the lifestyle of your household, right? But um, here's an example. A container might say it has enough food for 30 days, right? But that's only for one person. For a family of three, that would last 10 days. For a family of five, that same container only going to last for only six days. So, I mean, just a rule of thumb, just basic example of mathematics, right? Uh, Just integrate that into your household lifestyle and a household number size of, you know, how many people you're going to serve in your home, right? So ideally, you would get one of each of these containers for each family member, but depending on the size of your family, that kind of cost can add up. So... When the time comes and you really need it, the extra cost will be worth it, right? I know you're going to say, oh my God, that's going to be costly, but you're going to have to think about this. This is an emergency investment, I'll call it. So if anyone in your family has dietary restriction or allergies like myself, you should also check the contents for that. Usually these super long-term containers do not contain meat since it doesn't hold up so well over time, but some do if they're heavily vacuum sealed. I'm so familiar with all of these things, guys. So it, pay attention to all of these things, the content on this, uh, uh, what do you call it, food, um, food survival, all right? If someone in your family doesn't eat meat, ensure that you're getting a vegetarian option. Once you have to use the food in these containers, you'll find that they come in small pouches, small little pouches that you simply have to add water to, right? And wait until they're ready to eat. So while warm or hot water isn't exactly required, uh, it is preferred that you're not having to eat or like... You know, a cold pasta, for example, right? However, it's better than nothing, even if you're not able to heat up some water. That's fine. I mean, you know, you're in the survival mode. So anything that's going to get you to consume, to help your body, your system to function. It's good, right? There are tons of different meal options available. So find a container that you would like so that when you're in stressful, no power emergency kind of mode, you can have the comfort of eating some food that, actually, that you actually like and enjoy, right? One of the main things that make it difficult to survive a difficult time is really failing to plan for them. If you're not prepared for disaster or uh, it catches you are unaware, like many, many, many times, right? many people do. It will be, be difficult for you to get through it. So it, planning it smart is really what I'm talking right now. That is the message, not being paranoid. Depending on disaster that occurs, you may experience power outages, lose access to clean water, experience food sor- shortages, like what I'm saying right now, right? And in some cases, be forced to leave your home to evacuate. And yeah, I already gave you guys example for that. All of this can be manageable if you plan for it. It won't have a devastating impact on you or your loved ones that depend on you and your skills, basically, right? Because it's because it's something that you talk about and you're already well prepared for. So in my next safety and survival episode, in my next podcast, I will try my best to share with you and we'll talk about 10... Uh, there are effective ways, right? 10 effective ways to prepare for your family for survival and reduce the impact of tragic disasters on your life. Um, So if you're listening to my podcast, thank you so very much, you guys. I know you guys have been hanging on to this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I was like, an hour now. I thank you so much. I'm not looking at the clock right now but I want to end this before the hour on top of the hour and I hope that you can get some values out of this Um, and I know that you know that is the best takeaway. I'm going to ask you that at the end of this podcast but I I know that you take your safety in life rather seriously if you're listening, when you're listening, for listening to someone like me who have been a true advocate in saving lives. I don't need much social media spotlight but I know saving lives in our real world matter more than boasting it all in virtual worlds. So I can't say that enough to convey my personal messages to focus on that 1%. 1% 1% what matters most in your life, you guys, and focus on that. And that includes also your safety, your survival mindset, your learning mindset, all of this stuff that makes sense to you and your loved ones. I know saving lives perhaps not a glamorous work or line of career, but think about it. What if everything can be turned off in a blink of an eye? Will you be prepared? Will you be prepared mentally? Will you be prepared physically? Will you be prepared financially? You think about that. What is your answer? It's all about preparedness. Chase impact, not chase money. Money, it all can be made. But I'm here to continue my purpose in life to chasing impacts what matters most in those who I can impact too. Thank you again for listening, you guys. I hope you subscribe to my channel here wherever you are listening from. iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, or even watch on my YouTube uh, forward slash C forward slash Nikki Dare. That's my YouTube, Nikki Dare. Please take a visit to any of my social media or business platform, LinkedIn too. Love to see you be part of my growing community. Also on Clubhouse, uh, I have like a total of five clubs there in clubhouse yeah i love it there too social audio platform together we can continue to build resilient communities and sustainable world for tomorrow thanks again for listening this is nikki dare selamat pagi selamat siang selamat sore buenas dias bonas tardes buenas noches bonjour signing off god bless stay in condition yo guys bye now
0: You have been listening to Nikki Dare's Radio, a podcast of sustainability with your host, Ms. Nikki Dare. Nikki Dare's life has been spent passionately in helping others going through transformation, both personal and professional. To learn more, please visit Ms. Dare's websites, education.nickydare.com. Workshops on safety preparedness, situational awareness are available. Also available, the Transformational Coaching Series. For corporate and private group pricing, please contact us. Please visit her website, nickydare.com. All of her broadcasts are available for free download on iTunes podcast, Nikki Dare. For more details on opportunities for sponsorships and speaking engagements please email us at education at nickydare.com join her next time living in purpose and passion our mission is to live a sustainable life with your host Nikki dare